I want to go into forfeited future reclaimed. Forfeited futures reclaimed. Amen. Now, this I, I, I've been trying my best to, to, you know, formulate my thought and to make sure that it's in line. And I've been praying that God would give me that inspiration, and he has. That's the reason why I changed and made this sermon for today, as opposed to back to holiness. Because the Lord's really been dealing with me about the image of Christianity and how we portray his movement in our lives. How, how, how we exemplify how our Father takes care of us. And some of us have not been the best representatives of his care. We haven't really done a good job. Hey, how you feeling, man? Good to see you. God bless your heart. We haven't been, I'm sorry, I act like Bishop Frank Arthur White now. You know, um, we haven't been doing a great job at representing our dad. This is going to be a hard message, I can tell already. It's going to be a hard message already. Because some of y'all want it, ah, not today. Today you're going to get some sobriety and get back on track. You done had enough hands laid on you and enough oil put on you to fry chicken. You have been prayed for, you've been prophesied to, you have had all of these things happening and still there's a limited mobility. So right now we're going to hold back from the tongues and the oil and the hand laying and we're going to deal with some stark realities that we need to address, that we need to face because the truth of the matter is a lot of us in Christianity are nowhere near where we should be. Because a lot of us have given up hope of the dream that God showed us initially. God showed us things that really made us go, you know, we, 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 we gasped. At the, at the magnitude of the miraculous purpose and future that God has for us. And then after he shows us this vision, and we rejoice over the vision, pay attention to me, don't let anything distract you, nobody's online, there's nothing online more important than what I'm teaching you right now. Amen. 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 You know, and we rejoiced over what God showed us, the prophet prophesied, the preacher prayed, and all that kind of stuff. And we rejoiced over, oh, good God Almighty, I can see it. But then we sat back and thought that it would happen magically. And then when the responsibility of the prophecy kicked in, the prophecy is where God shows you your future before you get there. But the responsibility of getting there and what we must do causes us, queen, causes us to pull back. We draw back. The Bible said if you have a drawback spirit, he finds no pleasure in you. Because there is no cowardice in Christianity. You don't shy away from great and mammoth things simply because they're huge. You have to realize that if God called you and if God purposed your future, he's going to empower you for your future. If you don't pull back. And a lot of people in Christianity have forfeited what God promised them out of fear. God help me get through this. Or disobedience. Fear and disobedience are the things that cause us to forfeit what God has for us. Amen. God help me today. It is imperative that we come to grips with the fact that we are living beneath our privileges and that our future is much brighter than what we're living right now. And that our past has, cannot stop us. The only thing that can stop us is us. We are the ones that disqualify ourselves. We are the ones that cheat ourselves. We are the ones that deprive ourselves of the purpose and the promise that God has prepared for our future. Not one person that is called on the name of Jesus Christ, not one person on this earth has to sit back and, 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 and fail because of any other reason but themselves. Hello, hello. There's not an excuse you can use because in Christ is everything that we need. Yes. 
well, I don't have enough money. But my God shall supply all of our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But I don't have enough people working with me. God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I don't hear anybody. What, 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 what? Uh, I, I don't have the ability. Don't say that you don't have the ability. God has invested something in every one of us. Hear me. And I am not going to hock today. I'm not going to need the organ or anything. I want sober people to hear me. I want to move past the, the, all, all the pandemonium right now. I want to move past all of the, all the, all the animation and praising and jumping and screaming. And I want to deal with your mind and your heart. Your mind and your heart. Amen. We've got all of this promise from God. All of this promise from the Lord. And we sit back and we settle for poverty. We settle for no progress. We settle and don't make the advancements that God has called us to make and God has given us the power to make and God has given us the opportunity to make and God has put a road for us to make. We let this time pass by based on our fears or disobedience and don't realize that we're the only ones that suffer from it and those that are connected to us. Amen. When you have the assurance from God that there is a purpose for your life, and that there is a future ahead of you. You should get the boldness to go to God and ask him for the help, the strength, the wisdom to make this thing happen. No, 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 hear me. There are people sitting here right now with dreams dashed. There's people watching and sitting in this room that had purpose and you let it go because of problems. There are people in this room right now that had dreams and vision. God gave you vision. He gave you strategies. He gave you, the, he gave you how to format the thing. You even wrote it down. You even sat back and, 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 and put together and organized the whole thing on paper or tablet. You put the thing together and stopped. And then began to complain about what you didn't have. And excuse yourself based on what you didn't have. And you forgot that God is the God of all provision. Those of you that are watching, don't mind the room because they're going to be a little more quiet by the time I finish. And so will you. The bottom line is God doesn't call you to something that he hasn't already set things up for. God is not frivolous. He's not trying to work the plan out as he goes. The whole thing is he knows the end from the beginning. He's worked the whole thing out for you. He's put everything on your road, but it, you can't get to it. It's not coming to you. you got to go to it. He set your road up. Hallelujah. Stand up, Patrick. Stand up, Glow. Stand, stand, stand up, uh, 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 Violet uh, Dress. No, no, yeah, right there. Yeah, you stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> She's like, oh my. Yeah, but. Um, stand up, last person on the road. The last row, you. Yeah, look around. Stand up. Now, these are people that represent your future and your progress. This is your road. This is the road. And everything that you need is set up on that road. Prosperity, finances, relationships, uh, uh, creative thought and businesses, you know, f everything is there. Healing for your body, it is all on your road. We see it, we rejoice over it. Glory to God, look at all, I see it, Jesus. But you stop at the rejoicing and you don't roll up your sleeve and get ready for the journey. I know this seems kind of fundamental today, but I want to get, I want to, get it to you. There's no Greek and Hebrew attached to this. This is just plain, everyday, common language. Amen. So all that he's put on your road, you rejoice over it. But if you don't move, you never get to it. Well, 
turn around three times and pull it down. It's coming, it's coming. It's not coming. It's waiting. It's not coming. It's waiting for you to become the son and the daughter of God and manifest and get to the point of realization that I've got a journey ahead of me and everything he promised me is on the journey. It's after you put the car in drive. It doesn't come to you in park. It comes to you in drive. Amen. So while you're sitting back and you're waiting for the prosperity and the finances, prosperity and finances are waiting on you. Well, he promised me. I know, and the promise is waiting on you. What are you going to do to get to it? I don't hear anybody here. When he said, I'm going to heal your broken relationships, that's waiting on you. Amen. You got to work toward that. But he put that healing on your road. And if you don't work on it, then you'll never get to it. Somebody help me here. That business, that creativity, all of that that he invested, all of this greatness that is in your creative man is on the road waiting for you. Well, I don't have enough to get to that. What are you talking about? I tried and it didn't work. What are you talking about? If it didn't work the first time, keep on. Success is not instantaneous. Anybody? Success is not... In he didn't get his degree instantly. He didn't get that degree instantly. He had to put himself and apply himself to it. Amen. Why? Because that represented his future. Amen. And he had to make sure that he stayed on that road. Because if he diverted off of that road, then that, that, that he'd never accomplish his task. And he could never graduate magna cum laude. It's impossible. He had to remember that this road is a, is a tight road. It's a narrow road. And God has put everything on that road for me. So that means in order to get to that level of success in my business, i got to watch who I'm attached to. Because while this attachment wants to have fun and this attachment wants to have relationship, it may be interrupting my progress. I got time for fun and relationship after I accomplish my, my journey. Sometimes you've got to curtail your involvement with people because it will interrupt your flow. There's a lot of people that interrupted your future. There's a lot of people that interrupted your future, distracted you, got you off your mark, got you off your road. Amen. Because some, some things you got to really evaluate and realize it may be good to me, but it's not good for me. So I got to leave what is good to me in order to get what's for me. I got to reclaim my future. I don't hear anybody here. Until I get focused, disciplined, and stay on my road and obey God, all that he has planned for me will stand waiting and my life will be unfulfilled. Hallelujah. So in order for me to get to financial prosperity, I got to get on my journey. My journey of obedience. Hallelujah. My journey of purpose. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. My journey of holiness. Because I, 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 God is in charge of this. I'm not getting this by cheating and I'm not getting this by the way that other people get this. I'm not getting this by cutting people's throats. I'm not getting this as a crab in a barrel pulling other people down. I'm getting this the holy way. 
I'm getting this integrally. I've got integrity with good gospel, good Christian character. Hallelujah. You know, I'm not lying to get this. I'm not falsifying records to get this. I'm moving in integrity. God desires truth on the inward part. I'm going forward and I'm going to prove God is greater. I'm going to show the world that this is what God has for his children. Keep your eye on me. You see me suffer, see me succeed. Amen. You've seen me suffer, see me succeed. Hallelujah. All of these things that are set up on the road will not move. They will not move. It is my job to lay aside every weight in the sin that so easily besets me and run this race with patience. I've got to run. It's not going to run to me. I've got to run to it. What did Paul say? He said, forgetting those things. All of my failure is behind me. Even if it was just yesterday, all my failure is behind me because I stand in a new day today. This very moment, this very second, every one of you stand in a brand new day. You were given a brand new mercy and this day is your start point if you failed in yesterday. This is where you make up for lost time. Redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. Paul said, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Hallelujah. But this one thing I do. He said, I'm not acting like I'm perfect. I act like I got all this together. But the one thing I do is I'm not going to let my yesterday hold me back. You can recount my failures if you want to. I don't live in that house anymore. You can enumerate all the things that went wrong with me that you can remember. But God forgot it. God wiped it clean. God made a new day, a new start. I'm trying to talk to somebody who threw in the towel. Pick that towel back up. It's a brand new day. Who am I talking to here? It's a brand new day, y'all. Pick the towel back up. Your failure doesn't make you a failure. Hallelujah. I am not what I, what I lived in. I am not a failure. I may have failed, but I'm not a failure. Everybody fails. Every, not one person out of the 7.7 .7 billion persons on this earth have gone without failing. Everybody fails. But it's only when you bunker down and, and, and get comfortable in failing that you become a failure. It's only when you don't pick it up from where you dropped it that you become a failure. I don't hear anybody here. It's only when you resign and think that this is how I got to live because I just can't seem to get a help. I can't get a hand out. You don't need a hand out. You need to use your hands and move forward. Stop looking for somebody else's hand to give you something. What's in your hand? I don't hear anybody. I ain't got nothing in your hand. Then get it. Look at your neighbor and say, get it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have two, we, we're not failures. Pick up that towel. Don't throw it in. Pick it back up. And let the world know, oh no, this is all a part of the process of my success. This is a pro that, that failed situation is a process in my success story. So what I got to do is I got to restart this thing that failed. And I've got to go back to God for some instructions. But I cannot let this go unfinished. Isn't that the way it is in education? You may fail a test. You don't just say, I'm not coming back to the class. Judge, your honor. You didn't just say, oh, I failed. What I failed... I felt my criminology test. Oh, forget it. I'm just not. No, you go back and, re and you re-evaluate. You realize what you missed. 
and then you sit back down at that desk or in front of that computer and you take that test again because you know this you'll never be able to go to the next level until you finish this test you can't circumvent that test that you failed you gotta go back and do it again who am I talking to here what makes you think it's not the same way with God? If you fail in one aspect, go back and do that work again. Find out where you missed the mark. Because that's what sin means. It's hamartia. It means to miss the mark. To aim at something and miss the mark. That's what sin means. To aim at righteousness and miss the mark. And just because you missed the mark doesn't mean you just stand there and say, oh, I, I jacked that one up. No. You increase your aim. You increase your aim. Amen. And you get back to work. Why are you leaving so much on the floor? Why are you leaving so much on the floor? That's your dreams. That's your future. You don't just leave it on the floor and walk past it. Hallelujah. You have to realize your true dynamics and you've got to finish your course. I don't feel like I'm making headway here. Well, pastor, this is Sunday. You're trying to teach an empowerment service and now this is for Jesus today. Jesus is trying to talk to you. Can I say this without being offensive? Jesus never intended and he's tired of you being broke no no hear me I'm not being too common but I'm just being honest so that you can understand Jesus never intended and he's tired of you being broke and the reason why you keep going around this situation type of called poverty and sickness and bad relationships over and over again is because you failed to do it his way so you're going around the same mountain you're going around the same mountain they say you're moving and you think because you're moving you're making progress but you're just moving in a circle moving in a circle amen and now you're standing back wondering why the promises have not happened it's because you veered off the road and let your excuses detour you amen but you've got to get back on the path that God ordained for you. You can't walk down my road. You can't use my journey. You cannot use my, my highway. This is for me. What is your road? Amen. You can use my examples, but you can't use my test. You can't use my road. I'm just trying to simplify this thing because there are many people who are sitting back in rubble, in the rubble of your life, in the rubble of your failed attempts and accepting it as that's how it's got to be. That is not true. You can pick it up from this point and move forward. In the book of Numbers, about the second chapter in the book of Numbers, I think about the fourth verse, God tells the children of Israel, you have been around this mountain long enough. Go northward. Move forward. He said, you have been around, that's not the right scripture. Get, 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 find it, it's in that verse. You have, it's in that chapter. You have been around this mountain long enough move forward you have been around the mountain of poverty around the mountain of sickness around the mountain of, uh, 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 of bad relationships long enough you've been around the mountain of excuses long enough Deuteronomy 2 sorry you have been around this long enough. Move forward. I got to come down here. 
And I'm going to be finished in about five, ten more minutes. Hallelujah. It is time for you to move forward. Amen. The reason why the children of Israel took 40 years and all of the seniors had to go and die in the wilderness was because of disobedience and fear. Hallelujah. Disobedience and fear. Started off with fear of the Egyptian army. God killed the Egyptian army to let him know, I got your back. Go into your future. There's a land promised to you. You've been in bondage for 400 years. Let me tell you something. That's significant. We black people have been in bondage for 400 years. Children of Israel were in bondage for 400 years. And then finally a, a savior rose up by the name of Moses. And God used Moses to bring the children out of 400 years of bondage and slavery into the promised land. But they had to do it God's way. They had to do it God's way. They had to do it God. I don't hear anybody. They had to do it God's way. Amen. It wasn't just about moving, but it's moving in God's direction. God's direction brought them out of Goshen and brought them to a Red Sea. How am we going to move forward? Don't worry about the sea. Just keep moving forward. What are we going to do? The army is behind us. I know, but your future is ahead of you. Move forward. How can we, how can we, how can we cross this span of water and we don't have any boats and there's over three million of us. Don't worry about the, the, don't worry about the situation. Move forward. No excuses because you've got the God of provision. Move forward. But I don't know how it's going to happen. I'm not telling you how. Faith, faith, faith. Move forward. Faith is not by what you see. It's by what I said. Move forward. I don't hear anybody. Hit your neighbor and say, I think he's talking to us. Move forward. Move forward. But I can't cross this. Don't worry about it, baby. The winds and the waves obey my will. Move forward. I've got control. I've got control over this. Move forward. Stop excusing this. Stop holding back. Move. The, the enemy's behind us. I know, and if you don't move, they're going to catch you. Never let your enemies catch you. Never let your enemies catch you. The only way they can catch you is if you stop moving. Y'all don't hear me. Only way that the naysayers and the haters and the enemies and the ones who want to see you fail can ever affect you is you got to stop long enough for them to catch up to you because every enemy that you have is behind you. Everyone running their mouth, everyone plotting and planning, they are not your equal, they are behind you. As a matter of fact, they're only talking about you and acting like that towards you because they see your potential. They see you moving. Amen. Amen. Who she thinks she is. What he think he going to do. Oh, keep your eye on me because if I wasn't doing something, you wouldn't be paying attention. I don't hear nobody. Don't get mad at your enemy. Be glad about him. I must be doing something that got your attention. So I'm going to keep on moving forward. Never let your enemy catch you. Hear what I'm saying? Well, they said this. What I care about what they said. I want you to keep talking. Because the more you talk, the more you bring attention to my success. Did you hear about? No, I didn't hear about. Oh, I'm trying to tell you. Your enemies bring you into a great place where people can see you. Other people wouldn't even think about you, didn't even know your name. Your enemy tried to spread your name. 
and all they did was spread attention, made people pay attention to see you rise up, to see you go forth, to see you accomplish, to see you do it, to see you reclaim your future. Who am I talking about? Praise God here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I can't because there's a mountain on the right of me. There's a desert on the left of me. There's a sea in front of me. And there's an enemy behind me. Moses said, wait a minute. Our future is not in Egypt. Our future is not in Goshen. Our future is in Canaan. So we got to get there. So shut your mouth up. Because your complaining is going to mess this up. God is about to do something. He didn't bring us this far to leave us. I don't hear anybody here. He didn't bring you this close to your future to leave you. Oh, so he had to quiet the people. He had to tell them stand still. What does that mean? Stand still. That means quiet your fears. Get rid of your excuses. Get rid of your terror. Get rid of your past failure. Stand still. Get to peace in your heart. Get back to peace. Knowing that God has never failed and never will. Stand still. In other words, watch my God. Look at somebody next to you and say, watch my God work. Watch my God work. Stand still. Don't nobody say nothing else about that enemy. Stand still and watch how God's going to work this out. Your future, you got to get to it. Let God deal with your enemies. Don't take your attention off your future to focus on your enemies. They don't deserve that attention. Keep moving forward. God will handle the diagnosis. God will handle the struggle. God, I don't hear anybody here. God will handle the relationship. God will handle it. Keep yourself moving forward. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he shall show you this day. Ah! He will show to you this day for the enemy that's stopping you from your future. See, that, that the Egyptian will come in to take them back into their past. Hey. The Egyptians were coming to take them back into their past. <laughs> they were going to recapture them or kill them, one of the two. If I can't capture you, I'm going to kill you. Hallelujah. That was the job of the Egyptians. To bring them back into bondage or to kill them in the desert. For the enemy that you see before you today. That wants to take you back into failure. That wants to take you back into fear. You shall see them again no more forever. You shall see them again no more forever. They ain't coming back in another form. You shall see them again no more forever. For the Lord shall fight for you. For the Lord will fight will fight behind you as you keep moving forward what he's saying is don't worry about this behind you I'm going to beat this down while you keep going you don't hear what I'm saying uh, uh, sit down I'm finished, I'm finished. I gotta, I'll finish next week I'll finish next week 
and they moved forward. What am I going to do about the sea? Don't worry about it. God sent a wind and parted the sea. The wind was so intense that it dried the ground. You're not going to walk in the mud, the muddiness of a situation. You're going to walk in the solidity. Solid steps. Solid steps. Stand up again, my ones. Solid steps. And you keep walking. Because God will make a way. He'll make a path. He'll make a road in your desert. And all these things are waiting for you. Your future is waiting. Your prosperity, you're going to get to that. And everything that you need is going to be at that point. Y'all don't hear me. Every financial need will be met at that point. And you'll be able to heal your family as you continue with your future endeavor. And God will put your family. I was, I was talking. I was, I was talking yesterday. Yesterday made the the, the uh, uh, 55, 6, uh, 65, 75, uh, 2005, 15, uh, 60, uh, 60, uh, 89, it was it was it was the 67th year of my mother and father meeting and marrying. No, 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 no. They failed along the way, but it didn't stop. Them. Hallelujah. And the family fell apart with drugs and alcohol and violence. And we were, we were a volatile family. And this was supposed to be our lot. For it was passed down, molestation was passed down from my great uncle. Well, now let me go further. My grandmother was raped from 10 to 12 years old by her stepfather from 1930 to 32. So molestation and rape birthed my mother at 13. They didn't know that they were daughter. She didn't know that that was her mother. She thought that was her sister because that's what my great-grandmother told her. Destroyed my mother at 16 to find out that her sister was her mother. Amen. So she was raped. My, great, my grandmother was raped and and, and sexual promiscuity ran from my great-grandmother and so my my grandmother's uncle my grandmother's brother raped me destroying the family Destroy. my father's father never spoke to him really he just worked so my father didn't really speak to us he just worked that's all he knew how to do and the family was broken and then drug addiction hit my family and my sister sold drugs and took drugs and became addicted to crack, one of them. And my mother started separating PCP pills and Acapulco gold and Panama red. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. That was too bad, baby. That was too loud. <laughs> and my family was falling apart. But on my road, God had healing for my family. Hear me, Merle, had I stopped at my brokenness, if I stopped at my brokenness, I would have never got to my prosperity. So every song that I wrote that didn't make it, I had to keep writing until I wrote the songs and God breathed on them. If I had stopped at the first failure, if I would have stopped when they told me no, if I would have stopped when I didn't have any help, if I would have stopped when I didn't have any finances, then I would have never ever made it. I would have forfeited my future. My future was predicated on me continuing. And so, 
I continued even when people were laughing. You got to move past the laughter and the naysayers. And you got to have people in your corner. Dr. Turner, you got to have people in your corner that will push you forward. I had people in my corner. Merle was one of them. Santa Merle, she was one of them also. Michael was one of them. Stand up, Mike Fisher. Hallelujah. These relationships go back 40 years. 40 plus years. And when everybody else was laughing at us, we still moved on. Nobody's gonna want you to come. We still moved on. Give a program and 12 people show up, we still move on. Don't give a program and your haters come in, sit on the front row, and as soon as you get up to sing, they all get up in unison and walk out down the middle aisle to embarrass you, and you still move on. You can't let people stop you. And you can't give them attention. You got to ignore them and move on. I would have never got my prosperity had I stopped in my brokenness after all the failures. I would have never got my prosperity. Moves on from there to the healing of my family. That alcoholic father, Odamasa. I moved to Detroit and that alcoholic father that I preached to and prayed for took his bottle to the woods and said, if everything that this boy said is right, it's my last drink, and threw his bottle in the woods. No, no, no. I came home on visit, sit down. My dad came to my mom's house. They divorced. He came to my mom's house, sat at the table, and he's talking to me. While he's talking to me, he was... And I said, no, I'm not going to say nothing. And you know, because I'm just... I was down looking at God, the Lord. And I said, Daddy, what, what, you, what, what you doing? He said, I'm trying to tell you, I, I ain't drinking no more. I'm trying to like, Saved. Wait, no, no, no. My mother, she came back to the Lord. Called a prayer meeting in our house. My two sisters, Olivia and Marlene, weren't saved. These are the drug dealers. So glad Marlene ain't here today. <laughs> she calls a prayer meeting on Tuesday night. She just came back to the Lord. She called on the whole house to come down. Had prayer meeting. Marlene and Olivia fell out and they're on their knees crying to God. God delivered them that night. I would have forfeited my future had I stayed in my brokenness. He saved me and my household. Y'all not hearing me. When Big Mama got saved, when my, my sister Sherry, I called her Big Mama, when, sister, when Sherry always said, I ain't gonna never be saved. When she got saved, I knew there's a God. There is a God. I knew that, I knew that there is a God. Miss Seely, there is a God. I'm talking to Sherry one day, and she told me, I'm marching for Jesus. I'm marching for Jesus. And she just crying, I'm marching for Jesus. Never went back. My whole family, my whole family. I would have never been able to move on to do business as a pastor and entrepreneur had I stayed in my brokenness. Amen. I would have never got to this because it wasn't coming to me. I had to keep moving forward. Donnie, you don't know nothing about no business. You're right. So I got to find out. 
How you gonna run a multi-million dollar business? You ain't never had no multi-million dollar business. I know, but I do have God. And I do have books. And I do have people. And I had to use everything I had. Sit down and listen to pastors about how they do their business. Sit down and listen to Bishop Jates about how, he, how to do business. Sit at the table with him and him give me wisdom. Sit down with people like Oprah Winfrey and he'll give me wisdom. Because what you don't have, other people have. Amen. And you learn. I don't hear anybody. And you learn. I would have failed trying to do it on my own. I had to go to other sources. That's the problem. We try to do it on our own and we don't reach out to people who have already made it to where we're trying to go. Learn how to utilize stocks, bonds, and diversified funds. I, I, I had to learn all that stuff. Because with success comes responsibility. Your future demands that you know. And now on this journey, this final rung of my journey, after accomplishing everything that I've accomplished, the final rung of my journey is the healing for my body. Hope! Hope! Is the healing for my body. Y'all got to hear what I'm saying. I am at this juncture of my journey where everything else has been accomplished but my future demands that my body is healed. And just because, I know I'm over time, just because I got here doesn't mean that it happens by osmosis. Now that I'm here, there are things I must do. And God has put me on fasts now. Fast from the things that break the body down. Fast from the things that cause the, the sicknesses, the underlying sicknesses to be exacerbated. Hallelujah. Because just because I'm here doesn't mean that I'm free from responsibility. And if he got me this far, I can do without the, 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 the debilitating foods. I can make this happen. I can reclaim my health. I can reclaim my future. I can go in in total health. You cannot forfeit your future. The young man holding the camera right now. He's hard pressed to hold this camera and not rejoice at the same time. Because his future is in this. His future is in this message. Put the camera down. His future. You will see it. 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 Babasha. The work of your hands, the ingenuity of your mind, the creativity of your heart. God has opened up these doors purposely, 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 purposely. You have followed that road purposely. Followed that road purposely. Watch what he does. Watch what he does. Somebody give God praise. Watch what he does. Watch what God does. Watch what God does. Watch what God does. 
Come on, praise God. I'm finished. Watch what God does, my brother. Watch what the Lord does. He orchestrated your life. He's planned your life. He has already designed your life. You will succeed in everything. You will succeed in relationship. You will succeed in career. You will succeed in ministry. Somebody give God praise. Come on, give God praise. Everyone standing, I'm finished. I will deal with the rest of this on next week. But I declare to you that God did not give me this message. He did not give me this message just for you to continue on in your struggle. He gave this message to inspire you. He gave this message to rekindle the flame. He gave you this message for you to put your hand to it again. Reclaim it, reclaim it. Hit three people, say reclaim it, reclaim it. Just fist bump three people. Reclaim it, reclaim it, reclaim it. Reclaim it. Reclaim it. Reclaim it. Get that business plan out again. Reclaim it. Work on your relationships. Reclaim it. Purge your relationships. Reclaim it. Get rid of the things in your relationships that are not God. Get rid of the people that are not called to you. Reclaim your future. No more distractions. You got a, you got a road ahead of you. <laughs>